Guess what? What? Sunday, Monday, happy, happy days. days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. Saturdays, what a day. Cruising all week with you. These days are on. Feeling free. Oh, happy day. Did you just stop it? No, you gotta keep going. Oh, I was grooving with you. Oh. I said the oh, happy day, and then you got to these days, days around. I'm feeling free. Oh, happy, happy day. These happy days are yours and mine. These happy days are yours and mine. Happy days. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, Ron Howard. Yeah. Bridget Cunningham. From Duncan, Oklahoma. Come on the show. Yeah, I graduated high school in Duncan, Oklahoma. We'll talk Da Vinci Code. What, did he, what, did he direct that? Uh-huh. Oh, I did not realize. And we'll talk Arrested Development. <laughs> Ron Howard is like one of the most famous people that no one really thinks about. Like, he's super famous. Yeah. He's behind a lot. Yeah. What's his production company? Imagine. Imagine, yeah. Yeah. And Imagine just does a ton. And he's from Duncan, Oklahoma. That's where I graduated high school. Not a lot comes out of Duncan. Hey, Ron Howard, we'll talk about how Duncan is the place where dreams go to die together. And there, we've just lost all our listeners in Duncan. All zero of them. Yeah, all zero of them. I don't think the people of Duncan know what a podcast is. Oh, no, not starting this chance. <laughs> We're, uh, I'm picking a fight with all you Dunkanites. Duncan demons. Is that what their name is? That's the high school. That's certainly spooky. It's true. It has real little Nas X vibes. Yeah, it's true. The the Satan Nikes. Mm-hmm. That's their exclusive shoe provider. Except except Nike isn't actually producing them, and they're suing them for saying that they were producing them. So that's Lots fun. Of fun. Um, that's, does that song, the Happy Days song, make you think of Paramount movies? Because back in the day, every Paramount like family movie that you would watch at the beginning was like a preview of like all the other Paramount movies set to the song Happy Days. I don't think I remember that. Yeah, so just reach out via Twitter or email if you remember that. I remember watching that all the time. Anytime I'd watch a movie that was a Paramount movie, and he'd be like, here's all the other Paramount movies. Was Happy Days the original Happy Days theme song? Or was Rockin' Around the Clock? I'm not sure. I don't know Happy Days very well. Oh. Because one of their theme songs was one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, I can see it being that first, and then Happy Days. Yeah, because they got got their own theme. Mm -hmm. You gonna rock. Around the clock tonight. When the oh, getting your bass skills that you haven't used in years. I know, but they're there. Polished up. They just are lurking below the surface. Uh, Cameron and I are going to start a band called The Exits 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> two exit to the... There's only two words in the exits. You're just going to get it in there by hook or by crook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to hook or to crook. Brought to you by TV Land, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. I was uh, taken aback. You didn't even react to my my sponsorship. I was joyous inside. Okay. You understand why we were brought to you by TV Land? 
Uh-huh. Okay, good. Well, I mean, you did just sing the Happy Days theme song with me. Yeah. I mean, I got down on some TV land back in the day. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, because I don't have TV. Yeah. But it was fun. Is there a place you can stream Happy Days? I don't know. I would I've watch. never really watched Happy Days very much. Oh, I've So watched. parts of this episode were kind of lost on me, where I like knew, I'm like, this is a Happy Days reference. I mean, there's only the I two big ones. I mean, obviously, Sean. Yeah. Like, that one's obvious. Yeah. But the Anson Williams. Potsy. Yeah. And uh, the dad. Yeah. Like, that was, I was just kind of like, I, I'm assuming that's who this is, but I'm not like, oh my gosh. Oh, I watched a lot of Happy Days, but it, none of it recently enough that I've like got it all on lock anymore Mm -hmm. like i remember everything but i don't remember like super specific stuff yeah i don't know if that makes sense yeah well anyway we'll get into that later to start off how you doing chance uh i'm good good it's a tuesday and that's weird yeah it's a strange recording time for us but we're just gonna make it work Mm mm-hmm it's fun. We uh, didn't record this weekend because we had very important engagements. It mm-hmm. was the high holiday of our people. Yes. The hunters. The hunters. <laughs> the, the mos- Hunter comma Sean. The, the, yes, exactly. Uh, Sean is actually our mascot. Uh, we are the monster hunters. Uh, it is a video game that us and Alden Blair from Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World uh, are big fans of. And our friend Adam, who was on one of our episodes. That's true. He was he on was, the Turners and Feenies episode. He was on the Turners and Feenies episode. Big hunter. Um, so yeah, it was the high holiday of our people. A new game was out. It is glorious. We are having great times with it. So we ate that and ate... played. We played that and ate Little Caesars pizza. Uh, the pretzel crust pizza. Mm-hmm. It was an experience. Uh, it's delicious. And drank Code Red Mountain Dew. And just beat up on some monsters together. We just vibed like the gamers we are. At our at our core. The gamers we were the gamers 20 years we, ago. When we were 12. 12. When we didn't know how good we had it. Um, before everything broke bad for you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the uh, pretzel crust pizza is delicious. If you haven't had this, it is a pretzel crust heavily salted with... That's the problem, I think. With cheese sauce as as the sauce, with cheese on top of that, with pepperoni. Mm. It's glorious. But it is maybe the most unhealthy thing that's ever existed in time. Maybe. I'm sure there's more. I mean, it's basically just cheese and less healthy cheese on bread. And we got the stuffed crust version, so there was cheese. Cheese It's triple cheese. Triple cheese pretzel (laughs) and pepperoni. And Code Red Mountain Dew. It's honestly... At our age, it's a miracle we're still alive. It's true. We took a year off our lives, but it was worth it. It was. Um, so yeah, happy days, Monster Hunter, pizza. Man, we're, 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 having, we're having good lives. Mm-hmm. You should wish you were us. <laughs> I don't know where that came Boy, from. should you ever. <laughs> um, and we watched a crazy oh, no, episode wait, I of I did have more notes. Sorry. I had a whole other page. I, I was like... I wrote such a few notes, and then I realized I was on another page. Too. Now I don't know if we're keeping that that part about the notes in the podcast or not. I think we have to now. <laughs> I just ruined it. You did. You did ruin it. Um, our other guest has just arrived. My wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. With no, this. she we're, she refuses. She refuses. I'll even cut this part out. So there's no reference to her after. My wife. My wife. My wife. wife. Have you ever even seen Borat? I have not. I haven't either. And I'm okay with it. Uh, So how are you, Cam? I never even asked you. I'm doing okay. Just thinking about Borat, apparently. (laughs) Just thinking about my wife. 
I don't have a wife. Sorry, Sad. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, our millions of listeners that are live. Live listeners. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. Fine. Monster hunting. Mm-hmm. It's a good life. Yeah. Can't complain. Just in that final stretch of school for the school year. 42 full school days. Both in terms of grad school and um, my job. You will go to work 42 more times and then you'll be done. I think I might go 43 or 44. Because we go after the students are gone too. I think we go a couple days after the students are gone too. I think we counted and it was 42. Nice. Well, guess we'll see. Yes. 42 more days. That's a lot. Yep. Um, But yeah, so we've got a, a... I don't think it's crazy to say fantastical fantastical i was thinking this is the most wild episode since who's afraid of cory wolf it is it's crazy like it's up there of just like the what on earth is happening but it's good yeah i was about to say but it's a delight it makes more sense than cory wolf because that was a poorly veiled allegory for puberty this isn't really so much that no this is this is just um happy days fan fiction I was going to say, this is maybe what the show should stay? <laughs> Corey should have, should have stayed shocked by a microwave I, in the 1950s. I would have stayed with TL if I was Corey. She's great. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about with TL in this episode. At least I do. At least he does. Um, so we're going to get to that. But I guess we jump in. Um, I brought, I did the brought to you by, so the synop is all you. All right, it's my synop. So... It is time for yet another dance. Surprisingly light on dances this season. Um, but it's a dance and it's going to be a 50s sock hop. And Corey is like, hey, Topanga, you want to go to this? And she's like, we can't do that because we're not together. She goes off. Corey and Sean kind of reaffirm their friendship. Um, and Corey's back at home working on his essay on the space race. And there's an electrical issue at the Matthews house. And he loses all of his progress in his entire 10-page paper and then he goes to plug the microwave back in and it shocks him and he finds himself transported to 1957 um and he is sort of living out a day there but based on his knowledge that he has from 1996 ish 97 95 he goes back to 57 he goes back to 57 but i don't know when we are i think it's 96 i think we established that yeah because 18 because um eric turns 18 78 and he was turn yeah 96 yeah um, so we're 96 so we went back in time 39 years um and kind of lives out a day in life but because he has his 1996 knowledge they think he's a russian spy mm-hmm. and hilarity ensues hilarity ensues there's certainly some hilarity everybody's there mm-hmm. everybody sort of plays against type a lot of times not everybody Every- but some people play against type Everyone is everyone you would want to be there is there that is regularly in this season. Mm-hmm. No Frankie, which is just the saddest choice. Uh-huh. That'd be fun. No Joey, of he course. He could have been the wise man. He could have been the wise man. I am clearly the Hebcat. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, everybody's everybody's here. It's just like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, but we don't start in 1957. We start in 1996 at the one restaurant in all of Philadelphia that now I think has some affiliation with the school because we're going to hand out the first flyers for the dance. Uh-huh. Well, Turner and Eli go to do that and then they immediately give up on their job. Yep. Which wouldn't you? Why Why are you passing out flyers there when you could just like have a student organization hang them on lockers at school mm-hmm. or put, stuff them in lockers at school? There's a million better ways. 
than this. Yeah, and why is Chubby okay with him handing out flyers to his patrons? Well, his patrons are mostly students, and so I don't see why not. I don't know. I, Chubby runs an upstanding business. Chubby's is really involved in the community. <laughs> I'm just saying. If I went into Van's pig stand here, do you think they'd let me hand out flyers for my event at the high school? Um, it depends on if it is right-wing enough. Wait, what? All the Unite Norman stuff. Um, met at, but it was the Vans in Norman. They were too scared to meet in Norman. It wasn't the Vans in Norman? No, it was the Vans in Moore. Which weird. is funny when you think about it. It is. That's very weird. Vans isn't that good anyway. Sorry, like Vans. Vans. It's fine. I like it. It's fine. We're conflicted. We're going to fight. I don't think there's any great barbecue in Norman. You're probably right. But Vans is good. It's Vans f- is fine. It's fine, yeah. It is what it is. And it does what it does. Um, Fills your tum-tum. Yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just moving on. Um, so yeah, we are starting out. Um, Corey reads the flyer. He's like, who would want to go to this? Topanga, do you want to go to this? So this is the first like reemergence of this. Mm-hmm. We're back on our will they, won't they. Yes. Which I got to say in most shows, the will they, won't they is always more fun than the they will. Most shows don't give us the they will, well, so we well, don't know. I'm thinking like New Girl, the whole Jess and Nick will they won't they of seasons one and two was a lot of fun. And then when you get to the they will in season three and on, it's just kind of like, okay. But in season, at the end of season three, they break up and they're broken up for like several seasons. But still, it was more fun when it's like will they won't they. Or like Leonard and Penny in Big Bang Theory, will they won't they. I, I, I never made it to the them and to the, the yes. They end up getting married. I know. Spoilers. Um, after, I say that. After I think the they do a few seasons with them married uh-huh, too. They do. So um, I have not watched a lot of Big Bang Theory. You and I watched the first four or five seasons. There's a lot of seasons. Maybe. There's there's a lot of seasons. But I have watched an internet video where a guy watches every episode of Big Bang Theory and then reviews it right after. So I kind of know. It what sounds happens. like what we're doing. Well, not like he like reviews it in like a minute immediately after watching the episode and he's like binging the whole series oh, okay well that's a little different because we're already at 16 almost 17 minutes it's true but i do know he is much more positive on the later seasons than he is the first really seasons, which is interesting so maybe when they do get together it becomes a lot of fun i don't know i don't either not from what i heard but what do i know well i mean everyone's gonna have a different take right yes so. but some takes are more right than others like ours Yes. Always right. Ours is the correct Boy Meets World take. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bro Meets World. Sorry, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Sorry, Shit 90s Pod. We're right. And you're sometimes right when you agree with us. Yeah, you're right when you agree with us. <laughs> we love you. Come on the show again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we already have them. We're doing an episode with... Oh, I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta. I got excited. You gotta just wait a little. Um, but yeah, so they have a talk about their relationship. Um, Corey is very funny, but very whiny here. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, you better stop it or I'll break up with you again. Yeah. Topanga's like, you broke up with me. But it's like, they didn't really like break up. Yeah. Like no one's like, I think we should break up. They're just like, should we? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. And then they go off and then they both run back. Like, just wait. We've, we've been over that. There's, there's not really a breakup. Someone broke up with the other person. Right. It was about as mutual as it could be because it was nothing. Yeah. Uh, I do like when he says, just because we're not going out anymore means you don't want to go out anymore. What's that all about? (laughs) This is a pretty good line. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Corey does this really whiny, like, look at Sean's drink. He's like, do you want it? He's like, well, if you're not going to finish it. It's like, you want my fries too? 
Well, <laughs> again, you're not going to finish it. Stairway scene like, from the poor kid. Mm-hmm. But we see it just kind of lays out everything that's going to be dealt with is the wrong word. Because literally nothing is actually dealt with in terms of the actual world. But these two themes of like Corey and Topanga's relationship and Corey and Sean's relationship. It's just like laid out right here nicely because we're going to see it thematically kind of play out through the rest of the episode you know yeah and it really is um we get a lot of good friendship moments from them coming up and it's all kind of set up here that like they're best friends forever and would do anything for each other mm-hmm. even steal the food of the poor kid yeah especially that one <laughs> um so then we cut to the matthews kitchen uh-huh. where eric is like why is the microwave unplugged Mm-hmm. And then Amy's like, oh, it was kind of acting up, so I just unplugged it, so don't plug it in. Yep. Um, and then Eric does, and the lights all flicker, and you hear Corey scream, and he runs down the stairs like, my term paper. Mm-hmm. Which, Which we've already had finals. We've already had finals, but I don't know what a term paper is. I don't think it's a real thing, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's just a term, like midterm paper, final paper. Uh, just a paper just a where you paper. write in the term? Yeah, just like it's maybe your, your midterm or the fi- end of the term. But here's the bigger question. In the very last episode in social studies history, they learned about the good hero John Brown right before the Civil War. <laughs> and here we are one week later. You mean the rotten... Scoundrel, scoundrel, traitor to this country, <laughs> defeated and brought to justice by the heroic Robert E. Lee. That's the reason that they say we should keep his statues because he stopped that vagabond <laughs> rapscallion. <laughs> vagabond rapscallion, abolitionists. <coughs> no, we probably yes. don't need Robert E. Lee statues because many of them were built far after the actual time as a symbol of oppression for black voters. But that's neither here nor there for this conversation. John Brown's a hero. But they just learned about John Brown a week ago, and now he's learning about the space race. I actually have a theory about this. Feeney's a bad teacher and has no clue what he's actually doing. No, no, no. We don't learn what what class he's doing it for. I mean, he says to Feeney, don't expect my paper on time, but I think he's saying that to him as the principal. I think it's for a science class. I disagree. Dr. Sorrell would never assign a paper because he wouldn't want to... He did assign a paper, actually. He learned his from that lesson. I think it's for a science class. It doesn't make sense because they're in chemistry. That has nothing to do with space. You can be in two science classes in a year. Would they be, though? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think it's for Feeney. Maybe they got to the Civil War and they're like, for the final unit, you get to kind of explore whatever. And Feeney, being the Confederate sympathizer he is, didn't want to talk about Reconstruction because... (laughs) I don't know if I necessarily like this picture of painting Feeney as a Confederate sympathizer, Uh, but they put it there for us. (laughs) I think Feeney's just going through a hard time right now. He's a New England man. He would never... The the terrorist John Brown and the, um, oh, what are they called? The the entrepreneurs, the wonderful... The carpetbaggers. Um, carpetbaggers. They're yeah. speaking different. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> Feeny. I don't, I don't know what to do with him. Um, yeah, I think he's just going through a rough time right now. Some, some propaganda. He got rattled by some people. Yeah, some propaganda is making sense to him. But he's going he's gonna to come out of it. He's going to be like, man, that propaganda is stupid. And he's going to become the great lover of non-slavery mm-hmm. <clears throat> that he was always meant to be. Yeah. He's on a journey, right? Yeah. So, Mr. Feeney, stop saying bad things about abolitionists. Yeah. Whenever. Um, now, preferably. Yeah. 
he, but yes, they're learning about the space race apparently, and I think it is for social studies or history, because mm-hmm. um, that is the only thing that really makes sense in all honesty. Um, but his paper gets lost, and he tells Feeney not to expect it on time, and he says, "I never do." <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> funny. Don't expect my paper on the space race anytime soon. I never do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then he's talking with his parents and they're like, um, what do you know about the space race? He's like, oh, 1957, Sputnik, blah, 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 blah. He's like, how do you know all this? You're a grocer. Again, Corey's still not gone over this. It's true. How do you know? Sorry, you're a grocer and it sucks, but you're still my dad and I love you. (laughs) No, you're a grocer and that job deserves to be belittled, but that's not the main thing you do. You're also my dad, and I love you. So that balances out to where you're okay. Um, yeah. So they, he's like, how do you know so much? And then they're just like, because we are Russian spies. And they call themselves Boris and Natasha. Nice reference to Rocky and Bullwinkle. And then every little bit and bob set in place, um, Corey plugs the microwave in. Yep. And is instantly transported to 1957. Oh, I... What, before we do, I do like the interaction where Eric gives Morgan the cord. <laughs> the cord. He's like, who plugged in the microwave? And then Eric, Morgan, hold this. <laughs> it was me. I did it. It's a cute little exchange. <laughs> it's not all that noteworthy, but I liked it. Yeah, Morgan, hold this. It was uh, me. Yeah. And then he like shifts back and forth between his kit- his dining room and Chubby's. And then ends up unplugging the jukebox at Chubby's. Mm-hmm, but it's not called Chubby's. It's yeah, called, it's called Slim's. Slim's. We don't know that yet. I feel like it's on a sign. Okay. But they do call it that later. Um, and then we see Topanga just looking great. Yeah. Just hair kind of up in a sort of beehive sort of thing. She looks like she belongs on hairspray. Oh, she does. Mm-hmm. Real Tina Turnblad vibes. I, that's the main girl in hairspray. Was that John Travolta? No, that's um, her mom. John Travolta plays her mom. Okay. I forget her name. No, Tracy Turnblad's the daughter. Tina might be the mom. Did I say Tracy? I don't know. I was thinking about a song from there this morning. It was a good, it was a good time. This hairspray is yours and mine. Hairspray. Is that hey, it? That's it. That was exactly it, it actually. Um, I've never seen Hairspray. Oh, it's good. I'd say it's worth it. Okay. I'll... I'll have to. I'll have to give it a give it a look. Zac Efron's in it. Zacky E. Amanda Bynes is in it. John Travolta and Christopher Walken. Mandy B. James Marston. James Oklahoma M. State non graduate but student. Did he not graduate? I don't think he graduated, but he attended. I watched Enchanted the other day. He's great in that. He's great in that. Good old Cyclops. Man, Enchanted is so good. Come on the show. You're welcome anytime, James Marston. Yep. We and don't... Jason Marsters. And James Marsters. Any of the three. Marsters, Marston, gentlemen, yeah. welcome. Yeah, um, uh, again, unless you're in the KKK or a Paul brother. <laughs> or in Maroon 5. <laughs> Is there other members of Maroon 5? We don't know. No. He's uh, Hatsune Miku for middle-aged women. I, this has been my theory for a long time, that Adam Levine is an AI created to appeal specifically to women age 40 to 55. He does a great job at that specific thing. Anyway, that's... I feel like we talk about him a lot. I think it's time. He's still not invited. But we should just bury the hatchet and we should just say from this point on, no more talk of Adam Levine. He's hurt us enough. But mocking him is kind of part of my brand. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, we're just going to move on. We are. Corey is in the past. He is. He unplugs the thing. Topanga's there looking great. Like, what you turning the music off for? 
Uh, he says, says, hey, howdy doody, we're dancing yeah. here. Hey, howdy doody, we're dancing here. Oh, nice Brooklyn accent? Uh, that's a little Brooklyn. I don't know if that's what she's got going on. She has a just an accent that goes in and out throughout the episode. It's but I true. greatly enjoy it. And then Corey says, the stupidest thing. Wait, Topanga, is this the sock hop? Did you decide to go with me? You were just <laughs> in your kitchen, dum-dum. What's happening? You know, haven't you ever just suddenly been... I mean, they're passing out flyers, so it's probably weeks away. Or is it? Is it the next day because they did such a bad job? I like to think Turner and Eli forgot to pass out the flyers and they saw them one day and they're like, Frick! Oh, crap. <laughs> we gotta get the choppies. Yeah, that probably happened. Um, <laughs> oh, is it the sock hop now suddenly? I guess we don't know how much time passed between the opening scene and the second scene. But... Nothing makes up for the fact that he was just in oh, his kitchen. Oh, is this the sock hop? Did you decide to come with me? Don't, who amongst us hasn't suddenly been in another place several days later? Did I black out? Am I on drugs? Just went into a fugue state. <laughs> I think that's what a fugue state is. I have no idea. I'm, I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Google. You don't need to Google. This is the Google. Fugue state. We always have to Google something. It's part of the rules. Fugue state. Fugue state. Dissociative fugue. Mm. Dissociative disorder. Reversible amnesia. Um, maybe. I'm not smart enough to know. It might be. It might be. But it might not. Um, but yes. Who amongst us hasn't blacked out for a couple of days and just woken up at a school dance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a sock hop. And he doesn't even know what a sock hop is. Because yes. earlier he's it's like, a, you wear socks and you dance. You wear dance and there's socks. Um, it oh, is what it is. And just quick insert. Go dance with your friends. It's fine. Yeah, you don't have to have a date. Just go have fun. We've talked about school dances on here before. This is maybe one of our last ones we have to deal with in this show, other than prom. Yeah, we have to deal with prom. But there's Ooh. plenty of other stuff to talk about in that prom episode. The forbidden episode. Yes, one of one two. Of two. Yeah, one of two. One of two forbidden Boy Meets World episodes. And rightfully so. No. No, no censorship really is not. wrong. We're, um, we're anti-censorship. Anti-censorship. Unless that censoring is Adam Levine. <laughs> Just kidding. Back at it again. <laughs> uh, Whenever you say back at it again, do you always want to just then say with the all white vans? No. The vine. There's a vine. I didn't damn, know we- Daniel. Back at it again with the all white vans. Oh, I've heard the damn Daniel one. Yeah, that's what it is. But I've never, I guess I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that, that's where my brain goes a lot, but I can't say it at school. Yeah. Well, I can say the back at it again with all white vans, and they don't know what I'm talking about. The only TikTok I ever think about on the regs is, What are those? <laughs> they reference that one in Black Panther. They do. They do it wonderfully. Is that TikTok or is that Vine? That's Vine. Yeah. The another one I always think of is, What's 9 plus 10? 21? You stupid. I don't, see, I don't even know that one. Mm-hmm. So I like to say it's the year 20, 29 plus 10. 29 plus 10. 2021. You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Because <laughs> this year is stupid. It's true. Um, 1957. 1957. All the vines that were I'm so glad we're just right back on our game. <laughs> you know, we've had a guest for a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. It just was different, and now we're back by ourselves, and we are just thriving. Thriving. 30, flirty, and thriving. 32. Flirty, too. <laughs> and thriving. And uh, yep. Not only is this episode fantastical, but so are we. We're, we're feeling pretty whimsical right now. <laughs> apparently, we are. We are full of the whimsy. Mm-hmm. So uh, this version of Topanga shows that she's a tough girl, 
And it's like, I don't go to places with guys I don't know. And my name is in Topanga. It's TL. Which stands for Tough Luck for Suckers Who Don't Know Any Better. I think she actually says that in the next scene, but I just thought it was delightful. Yes. So good. Um, Yeah. And then the guy that was running the diner is like, hey, kids, go to school. So uh that's a thing, apparently. Yeah. Get out of here. It's time to get back to school. So they go. I have a note written down here that says it's the 50s because of patriotism. But I don't know why I wrote that down. Patriotism. I don't know. There's nothing particularly patriotic in this episode. You're right. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, there's just a general sense of like, we're America. We're the best. But we're at odds with Russia. But I don't know what that has to do with anything. No. I got nothing for you. Maybe as we talk, it will come to me. Okay. Um, Well, we get to school and we're immediately met with... uh, Sean Hunter, uh-huh. looking fantastic. I gotta say, pretty much every single character in their 50 persona looks great. Yeah, maybe better than their regular sonas. Uh-huh. I mean, the hair alone, because it's like it's just like slick, dapper, even Alan. Oh yeah, Alan later. Alan looks great, Eric looks great, Sean looks great. I do, I think Topanga, her look in the modern day is so timeless mm-hmm. that maybe she is equal to mm-hmm. not as good, but everyone else... With Improvement. The, Big with, step the, up. with the exception of Poindexter Turner. <laughs> I love Poindexter Turner. <laughs> um, but yeah, he sees uh, his great friend. He's like, great, you're here too. He's like, I don't know you. Yeah, what are you talking about? He's like, it's, I'm Corey and you're Sean. He's like, no, I'm Seanzy. Seanzy Hunterelli. Yes. We find that out when uh, Feeney comes out. It's true. But it's, He's like, we're friends. We're always there for each other. Like, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. He's like... Well, how about you do this for me and hands him a ping pong paddle. And then Feeney walks out the door and a bunch, a box of ping pong balls falls on him. Yep. He's like, Mr. Hunterelli, I told you one more shenanigan and you'd be on your way. Uh-huh. And then um, Corey's like, steps in. He's like, oh, no, this was me mm-hmm. who did that. And he's like, I don't think we've met. What's your name? And Shanzi's like, he doesn't know you. Be smart. Make one up. <laughs> so he says, it's Brad Pitt, sir. Well, Mr. Pitzer. <laughs> Mr. Pitzer. So he's Brad Pitt, sir. And he tells him to steer clear of that bad apple. That Johnny Rotten seed. That Johnny Rotten seed. Shanzi Hunterelli. Mm-hmm. So then they're talking, and he's like, why did you do that for me? He's like, it's what we always do, like I said. And Shanzi's just looking at him like, this guy what, is real weird. What on earth are you talking about? Because <laughs> if someone just came up to me and was like, we always look out for each other, and I'd be like, get away from me. Please leave. You're going to commit a crime and try to drag <laughs> me down into it. I do not appreciate that. Although that's a plus for Shanzi Hunter. Yeah, I went the other way around. It's like, he's always there for me. I'm about to commit a crime. And I can pin it on him. It goes one of two ways. Yep. It could ever be like, oh, sweet. Yes, best friends. Suddenly out of nowhere. It's I, either one's going to take advantage of the other. Oh, yeah. I think it is very clear that Ryder Strong is having so much fun. Everybody's having fun. Yes. And I feel like it just shows. Yeah, everyone is enjoying themselves, doing a great, having a great time. Um... We learn Feeney's kind of an authoritarian. He measures Topanga's hair. He's like, your hair is too high. It's against school guidelines and a danger to low-flying aircraft. Yep. Which is kind of funny as like a satire on how ridiculous like measuring how far past a girl's fingertips her shorts go. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the whole like control youth culture is going to rebel and kind of do their own thing. Um, she's just like, well, if I see an aeroplane, I'll duck. With that 
weird accent. Uh, that that I, it's only there about half the episode. And then he like lifts up this metal trash can that has a J-A <laughs> painted on it. It's like, spit out your gum. Ting! Yeah, and they do the like, pating, like, <laughs> like spitting out your chew thing. Uh-huh. They're just having fun. <laughs> they're, they are having fun. And then the bell rings and they have to go to Turner's class. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he's just like, all right, let's get to class. Yes. Um, is Poindexter the right word? Because I think so. Yeah, he's definitely like styled after mm-hmm. like this lame-o Poindexter. Uh, and he like can't get the class under control. They're going crazy, and he's like, "Come on, it's my first day." Yeah, which is kind of weird. Uh huh. Why? Why is it his first day? I don't know. And he also seems to know the students pretty well. Uh huh. It, it, it's it's still it's a weird it's whatever. But then Sean just like. Snaps his finger, and everyone, everyone straightens up. He's like, go on, teach. Make your mama proud. <laughs> Which is real strong Fonzie vibes. Yeah. Of just being the one who's really in charge. Yep. And he's just like, and everyone just stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is fun. <laughs> he's just like, today we're going to discuss what we think life will be like 40 years in the future. <laughs> and Corey's just like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yes. And he's like, does anyone have any ideas, young lady? Your hair is up. But he doesn't, like, stop to get her take. It's honestly <laughs> like, just a dig just at a her. joke. Your hair is up. It's honestly just a dig at her hair. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's pretty great. That's that's quality comedy right there. And he, Then he goes to Sean, and he's like, I don't know much about who? the future. Or Sean Z. Thank you. I don't know much about the future. I don't even know what I'm having for lunch today. It's this close to a shenanigan. It's this close to shenanigan. Um, and then Corey raises his hand. He's like, oh, a volunteer. And he's got some ideas. Uh-huh. He's like, in 40 years, a man will have walked on the moon. Pizza will have cheese baked right into the crust. And that men and women will be equal partners in the workplace and relationships. Now, Corey, that last one hasn't happened yet. No. Uh, we are now not life in 40 years, but 70 57, yeah. So 60, 64. 60 several. Yeah. 65. 65. Yeah. 65 years later. And uh, that one we're still working on. It's definitely more. Oh, sure. Like today, I was, we were talking about the... Um, I was telling you earlier in my class, I was explaining to them what the Great Depression was. And we were reading a story and kind of the whole point of it is the dad's lost his job. And like they have an older brother who's like working for... Roosevelt's New Deal, like WPA, isn't that what it's called? Like the workers, yeah, something whatever. Like that. Um, so he's off doing that, but their dad's a little older, so can't do all that hard manual labor, and he's just like struggling. And the mom's trying to keep his spirits up. It, it's a nice story. That mm-hmm. doesn't sound very nice, but then it's just like, why is the mom not working? And it's mm-hmm. just like back then, in like the twenties and thirties, like that's not really what happened. Actually, it wasn't really till the like World War Two. That it became really common. Yeah. Actually, in the 20s through the late 40s, there's there's a little revisionist history in America going on right now. Because actually what we see is women getting a lot of jobs. And women like definitely breaking out of that role. And then Good. culminating in World War II being like you know the rosie the riveter and Mm -hmm. women taking over the factory jobs and like starting a lot of businesses but in the 50s which this episode could make an interesting comment on like the narrative got rewritten like especially in media that like the greatest most noble thing a woman can do is run her household and like that is a woman's 
quote place. unquote place. They would never say it like that. Mm. Oh, they probably would. <laughs> and there was a lot of talk of getting back to the good old days when the moral family had a wife at home to like, but it ignored that like throughout prohibition and um, even in the great depression, there were a lot of women entrepreneurs coming onto the scenes that were kind of closing that gap. And then in fifties media, like pushed it the other way, pushed it the other way pretty far. And we're still kind of dealing with that. I'd say definitely to this day. I mean, even looking historically Mm -hmm. hasn't been, like that yeah so uh it was kind of a it's kind of a roller coaster because like man when women got the vote they really did like feel very empowered like they can do anything yes uh because they can and they should be empowered absolutely yeah i don't want them to be like yeah and that's why men are oppressed (laughs) yeah no we're not i just want to be clear we're not oppressed that's dumb people who say that men are oppressed are dumb you know men deserve rights too though good thing we always (laughs) have them and we're actually the ones who give other people rights Ever think about that? You can't say women have the right to vote because, and now they're equal. It's like, no, because who decided that women could have the right to vote? The men did. So it's a symbol of inequality and, um, yeah, and division and... Democracy, to an extent, implies that we're already divided. Yeah. But it it is really interesting that, like, through the 30s, or late 20s, 30s, and 40s, like, women were becoming much more equal, especially in business. And then, like, in this episode about 1957, Corey has this statement about, like... Women and men and women will be equal partners. Yeah. I think he was trying to put the moves on TL. He was. More than anything. But I just think it's an interesting... Thing to say. It's an interesting thing to say, and it's an interesting thing to actually know about the history. Yeah, (laughs) it definitely wasn't true then. Uh, Trending in the other direction. I think in Oklahoma, women make sixty-four cents to the dollar for men doing the same job. Still, so horrible. Yeah. Um. Anyway, after that light note, um, let's get back to the jokes. (laughs) They're like, you have quite an imagination there, Brad. Tell us more about that pizza. (laughs) And then. They say, we're going to practice our air raid drills. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's all I got. Good enough. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's time to practice our air raid drills. Mm-hmm. This scene sticks with me. There's a few <laughs> scenes in this see, this episode that stick with me. This one is one of them. Where uh-huh. like, so, the atomic bomb drops. You see a brilliant flash. What do you do? Duck and cover. Okay, let's practice. Flash! flash. And everyone gets under their desk except for Corey. He was like, you're dead, Brad. <laughs> He's like, so Mr. Turner, what you're telling me is the atomic bomb goes off and I'm going to be safe if I get under my desk and go like this. And he like puts his hands above his head and he's like, no, you have to curl up, put your hands on your head <laughs> and, and kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> and this is so funny. It's so funny. The whole, the whole uh, uh, class is scandalized. Uh-huh, they're just cracking up yeah they're they're cracking up and mr turner is having none of it and he's like who said that who said atbay <laughs> and then shanzi takes it he says i said it i said but <laughs> that's it mr hunterelli to the office with you yep um and, and of course like what are you doing and he's like shanzi looks at me and goes we've always done this which to him is true <laughs> because they met 15 minutes ago they've always looked out for each other they have always looked out for each other. So Corey's more of a prophet than he is um, talking about the past. He's a prophet more than a historian. Yep. That's a yes. So Shanzi's kind of being lackadaisical, but then he grabs his ear and he's like, oh, 
the ear thing. <laughs> um, then we're out in the hall. We see Eric for the first time. Yes. Also great. Uh, I've been accepted to both Harvard and Yale. Uh, well, those are both fine academic institutions. Yes, but I've been uh, brought on to teach. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, well, as you know, there are no women at Harvard. Well, I wouldn't want anything to distract me from my intellectual pursuits. <laughs> so Harvard it is. Harvard it is. Um, and then TL runs up to... Feeney. Feeney. Why, Mr. F- Marry Mr. Feeney, why? <laughs> you can't send Shanzi to reform seal. He'll rot. Rot, rot, rot. <laughs> and he's like, ma'am, pick, spit out that gum. <laughs> Ding. Um... And, yeah, so they walk away, kind of ignoring her, after the spit out your gum, and then immediately she puts in another piece of gum. Uh As they walk away. Which I just thought was funny. Which is totally true. And I'll just say, as a teacher, I don't care too much if a student has gum. I know growing up, they were like, you can't have gum in school. I'm usually like, whatever. But last year, I had a student who would always stick it under her desk and so I had to just outlaw it completely and it's just like crack down. Like you have gum, it goes in the trash immediately. This year I'm like, whatever, because they're better about it. The thing I've had to get rid of is suckers because they realize it's an excuse to just take their mask off because we have to wear masks. And so they're like, I'm eating, I'm eating a sucker. And it's like, one, you probably shouldn't be because it's like eight in the morning. And two, <laughs> don't because I know exactly what you're doing. And so we're just not going to have suckers because you're just trying to get out, like circumvent the rules. Yeah, that makes sense. Smart of them to try to figure that out. They're getting smarter. <laughs> this is more than I thought we'd talk about for her putting in a, a stick of gum after. Yes. But I mean, that's what that student would do. It just seems like spit your gum out and then instantly, like five minutes later, like, where's this gum coming from? <laughs> I feel like I was watching you the whole time. Do you just Are you, um, do you David nat- Blaine of gum? Do you naturally produce it? Um, it's all the pieces she swallowed. Just <laughs> Oh, gosh, no. Gross. Um, but yeah, and uh, TK, TL and Corey are like, let's get out of here. Uh, well, they have a moment where he's like, yeah, we're going to go. Wouldn't you rather go to the zoo? Well, that's what I mean. The, TL's like, let's get out of here. And Corey's like, I've got an idea. Let's go to the zoo and look at the giraffes. Yep. And they get some Rocky Road ice cream. And she, she's just so offended. She's like, how would you... Think, why would you think that I'd want to go to the zoo and look at giraffes? <laughs> Does she look at them giraffes? Look at them giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's very... just so different from Topanga. Yes. Um, she's having a good time. She's having fun. This is the best Topanga we've gotten this entire season. Hands down. Mm-hmm. She's not... Probably some of the most screen time we've had with Topanga, too. It is. And she's got agency the whole time. Um, I think the best moment for Topanga is still like... Is still like, well, I have demons, so there. <laughs> wow. That feels rush. like a lifetime ago. It does. Um, but this one is still like, this is the best Topanga we've had. Mm-hmm. Like, we, she really gets to show off her acting chops. She's actually in it. And that does help. Instead of being in like one scene here and there, having one moment, like, yeah, it's a great Topanga. Um, well, no, it's not a great Topanga. It's a great TL. It's a great TL. Which, I'm just saying, TL, TK? Yeah, she's got big TK energy. she got big TK energy. I'm just I, And we like that. Well, here's my thing. This is Corey's fantasy. Maybe he wishes... Oh, man. Maybe he wishes Topanga was a little bit more like TK. That's all I'm saying. Give, giving him lots of gifts. Well... More of the confidence and the bravado and... I feel like Topanga has those things, though. 
just not, in a different way. Not season way. three Topanga. No, season three Topanga is not an entity. Which is so sad. Yeah. Justice for Topanga. Justice for Topanga. Justice for TK. Justice for Shanzi Hunterelli. Release the Topanga cut. Release the Topanga cut. This is the hashtag the world needs. <laughs> yes. I need the Topanga cut of season three. Mm-hmm. Um... So they go, or no, this is where... Well, she's just like, you're giving me the heebie-jeebies yes. when you look at me like that. Which is just a fun word. Yep. Heebie-jeebies. Both times they say heebie-jeebies in this episode, it's pretty great. And then Feeny runs in. Uh, I have news. The Russians have just launched a, a satellite. And the president thinks it's armed with a nuclear warhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eric's face, <laughs> I don't know if you saw in the background, Eric is just like... <gasps> like open mouth hand over his mouth like if he had pearls he'd be clutching them <laughs> just like oh my gosh i can't believe that this is happening yeah and um <laughs> then turner just goes and goes flash <laughs> everybody ducks down <laughs> what's fun about this is this is not our only time that we're gonna see like public reaction to an event like a historical event because we also have it with like pearl harbor well yeah um where they're acting it out on this show and kind of seeing, like... It's just something I thought about just now. Like, it'd be interesting to be an actor. And, like, be on this sitcom on ABC, and they're like, and now, Sputnik. <laughs> and now, D-Day. Not D-Day. Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. And D-Day. They go up through D-Day. Yeah, they do go through D-Day. And V-E-Day. And everywhere in between. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Corey's like, oh, wait, it's just Sputnik. So he tells everybody, it's just Sputnik, the Russians are doing some space travel, my parents told me all about it, and, you know, this whole arms race, no one's even worried about it where I come from. Which Where's... isn't true, Corey. I mean, it was less true since the Berlin Wall came down in 1988, but Russia has always been a military rival. Yeah, I mean, as we still see today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they're like, and where is that, Mr. Pitzer? Moscow? <laughs> yes. No, I'm pretty sure Moscow is still worried about it. <laughs> Yes. And they accuse him of being a spy. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric says something like, "Like I'm going to take you in as a future, uh, as a future Harvard man. And a captain of industry. <laughs> yeah. Bradley Pitzer's a spy. Bradley Pitzer's a spy. <laughs> um, and then Corey gets away the most clever way possible. Flash! <laughs> Everyone ducks, ducks and covers. Ducks and covers. And so he runs away. Yep. Cut. And, yeah. Cut to... They're still at school. Yeah. Um, they're searching for them. Like, that spy can't get far. Mm-hmm. And then Shanzi has him stashed in a locker. Yep. After they're all gone, he backhands the locker <laughs> with a fist. Uh, it opens. And Corey's like, that was right. My face was here. right there. He's like, my aim is good. <laughs> yeah. Perfect aim. And they're like, we have to get you somewhere safe. But what if they recognize me? Not in this clever disguise, they won't. And they give him Charlie Chaplin. Uh, it was um, not Charlie Chaplin. Oh, who is it? Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx, yeah. And Groucho Marx glasses, the big nose with the mustache and the glasses. <laughs> yeah, and, and not in this clever disguise, and they run off. And you watch that, and you're like, that's ridiculous. Yep. We come back to that joke later. Yeah, we come back to that joke later. <laughs> it's even more ridiculous. And I love it. It's just doubling down on a ridiculous joke. It's true. And they show up to Turner's place, which in the past No, they is... don't. They go to Corey's house. They go to oh, Matthew's they house. do go to Corey's house first. You're right. They do eventually go to Turner's place. That's You're right. I For some reason, I was thinking they picked him up. So, yes, they go to Corey's house, and Corey's like, 
yes, I'll just leave my two allies out here. And I'm going to go in and everything's going to make sense. Even though I'm still in the 50s. Uh-huh. That was a big yawn. It was a big yawn. Even though nothing has made sense this entire time. Yeah, nothing has made sense this entire time. He's like, yes, fresh braid brownies. He gets like this glass bottle of milk, which I know he doesn't regularly have. Mm-hmm. He just knows. Um, and then Morgan comes in like, ah, 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 not till after dinner. Yep. And that she's perfectly fine with a stranger being in her house uh-huh. she's like this is my brother apparently i don't know <laughs> yeah she, i don't think she thinks it's his yeah she, she's like there's a stranger in my house but mom said no brownies till after dinner and then their dad comes down and it is the dad from happy days um howard cunningham i don't know again I, i've never watched much happy days mr cunningham um, uh, but he comes down he's like kids here's your allowances he's like i'm not your son well then give me back my dime <laughs> it's true um, and this whole thing is all an excuse to have the guy who plays Mr. Cunningham and the guy who plays Potsy in the yeah, same in scene. the episode <laughs> in this scene about the fifties. Um, the guy who plays Potsy, Anson Williams, comes in and he he like knocks on the door. Corey opens it. He's like, "That, that must be my parents." And he opens the door and it's he's like Anson Williams. Anson Williams, and he's like, "Wait, but you're no Anson Williams." Like I said, it was. Anson Williams, which I'm guessing is like, he recognized him as Potsy, which doesn't make a lot of sense because why wouldn't he? He would have been a child at that point. Well, but like if he's seen Happy Days and he recognizes Potsy, he should recognize Mr. Cunningham Mm -hmm. as well. The whole thing doesn't make sense. It does. But I think they're just having fun with it. They're not trying to make sense. They are. And at some, you know, they talk a little bit and I just want to get Anson Williams out of the way and... And so I was like, you know, my parents used to tell me, actually, I didn't have parents. I just hung out at other people's houses. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And it's a joke that we never saw Potsy's home life or uh-huh. parents. I think you do see his sister once, if I'm remembering. I picked up on that. I was like, oh, on whatever show, he must never have had whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then while they're talking, Morgan's like, oh, dad, over here. And then the newspaper already. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they have a picture of Brad Pitzer. Rabbits are curly haired Russian spy. Uh-huh. The spy, and he's like, A spy, give me a second. He goes on the phone, FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, please. J. J. Edgar. Edgar, it's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, It's Tom. Um, and they're like, I'm just having brownies with Anson Williams and a Russian spy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sending someone to pick him up, and then Morgan's like, you spy. And he's like, now, now, even though he's a Russian spy, until they come to pick him up, he's still our guest. <laughs> uh, you know, just a weird, creepy smile. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to Corey's in jail. That's true. We did skip the, the scene where Corey's on the phone with the stock. Uh-huh. He's like, <laughs> trying to get IBM stock. He's like, uh, how much is Xerox stock? <laughs> never heard of it never heard of it how about ibm selling it a nickel a share i'll take them all <laughs> um which i mean yeah you'd be rich uh ibm was huge until the 90s not much after that no but what they did really paved the way for computers in general um yeah if yeah. in microsoft dang microsoft uh apple apple wasn't a thing yet no uh, yeah well it definitely wasn't a thing in the 50s but neither was microsoft true true um, yeah, so that was, there's that. Yeah. Corey gets taken to jail. Yeah, he gets taken to jail. He's got the cup, and he's... He's banging it on the bar. He's like, I'm an American. This is my country. These are my United States. 
And the guard's like, shut up, spy. Your parents are here. And in come Amy and Alan. Yeah. Way looking, too chipper. Mm-hmm. There's our boy. Well, of course he's our son. And all all of that. Um, and then the guard leaves. And then Amy's just like, do you, do you have, have the, the papers? papers? <laughs> do you have the papers? Um, this is a terrible accent. Why are you guys talking like Boris and Natasha? Oh, good. So you already know our code names. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on? And they're like, and she's like, here, take this muffin. Oh, this has a transmitter and you're going to break me out. No, muffin needs to eat. You're too thin. <laughs> and you need strength for when they torture you. And if they don't, our people will. <laughs> and of course, if they don't, our people will. And he gives him like the wink and the gun. <laughs> well, um, he does. Yeah. And then the guard comes back, but then the air raid siren starts going off. So they rush into the cell. To duck and cover. To duck and cover, and Corey slams the door. And TL and Shanzi mm-hmm. turn the alarm on yep, to they, save their friend from jail. They're like, we gotta get out of here. And he's like, how the FBI will recognize me? Not in this clever chicken disguise, they won't. And they put a chicken head on him. Of course, of course they do. Okay. Just goes without <laughs> saying. Uh, this episode is, I mean, it's just... It's enjoying itself. It's having fun. Yeah. So just as we are. It's it's true. Um, and this is where they run off to Shanzi's makeout pad, mm-hmm. which is Turner's but apartment, but they've yeah, they purposed it. And they've put this. like cloths mm-hmm. over everything. Yeah, and it's funny, Topanga's just like or TL. She's Thank like you. who would want to come make out here? He snaps his fingers again. Yeah, the lights turn on, the the tarps lift off of things, and there's just a cheerleader. There's a cheerleader under one of the tarps is just standing there and instantly <laughs> falls into Shanzi's arms. There's a couch, there's a jukebox. Yep. You got it all. And uh, <laughs> Shanzi goes off to make out, because this is his make out pad, and Corey and TL talk. Yeah, it's just like a moment. Like, I like when you say those things, and like nobody knows those things about me, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. When, when all my friends are out on dates, but I'm sitting at home alone because I haven't met that special boy yet. Yeah, accent's completely gone yes. at this point. I drowned my sorrows in a bowl of Rocky Road ice cream. Would you do me a favor? Look at me that way I don't like. <laughs> um, and this, the, uh, she kisses him before this. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah, so there's there's kissing. Yeah. Because it's Boy Meets World. Yeah. So there's kissing. Uh, she kisses him before this, and then uh, he's like, she's like, so, what's it like being a Russian spy? And he's like, I'm not a Russian spy. From the future, my name is Corey Matthews. I can prove it. My mom sews my name into my underwear. And she's like, she kind of looks a little like, oh. oh really? Let's see. I'll, let me take a look. <laughs> um, it, it says, Eric Matthews. This day just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> um, so then they're like, how are we going to get you home? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to get you home. And they're like, wise man. Wise man? Wise man. But they go to talk to the wise man. Uh-huh. Yeah. This next scene is the next one that really sticks in yeah, my Yeah, you quoted it verbatim as it was happening. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> just because they're like, wise man? They get to Slim's. They're like, wise man? And they point and say, wise man. So he goes over to Eli, mm-hmm. who has a beret. Like a beatnik. Yeah. He's a bongo drum. He's got a bongo. He's like, Mr. Wiseman. He's like, holds up his hand to silence him. He's like, I am playing my song, man. And like, he does this weird motion. You really just have to see it. Uh And he hits like one time. He hits twice. He hits both drums (laughs) one time. 
He's like, now I'm finished. <laughs> so are you the wise man? I am clearly the head cat. That there's the wise man. <laughs> and then the wise man is just Pat Morita. Yes. From the Karate Kid. For some reason. <laughs> Who is also the carrying the trope of the Asian diner owner. <laughs> Were they just like, we have... X amount of dollars for our special guest appearances budget for the year. Let's just get it all now. We've got Happy Days. Two characters from Happy Days. We've got Pat Morita. I feel like those are big things. Like, he was hot right now. It's true. I mean, Karate Kid was over. But still. Yeah. Culturally significant. Culturally significant. He'd do that one with... um. Who? Hillary Swank? Hillary Swank. The next Karate Kid. Sadly, he's no longer with us. I wonder how he'd feel about Cobra Kai. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I bet it's good. A lot of my students are really into it. Oh. Um, yeah. Yesterday, or a couple days ago, maybe it was Sunday, I took my sons to the park. And there were three boys. Probably I'd pegged them somewhere between 8 and 10. And they were riding their bikes through the neighborhood yelling, I say Cobra, you say Kai. Cobra, Kai. I'm like, I don't even watch the show, but they're the bad guys. They are the bad guys. You don't want to cheer for them. I'm sure the show turns it on its head like it does. But, come on. Um, hey, they're still bullies. You can't take away from the fact that they were bullies in the original. Yeah, they're they're not heroes. No, no. But yes, so uh, he he's playing the part of a, an ancient Eastern mystic and an Asian diner owner mm-hmm. that was all over the place in early like fifties to two thousand sitcoms. Yeah, so there he is. He's. Giving him advice like the way you came in is the way you need to go home. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so I need to get shocked by a microwave. He's like, yeah, this is your, this is your <laughs> dream. Uh, what does he say? He says, um, what kind of advice is that? Like, no, that's later. He's like, you work here. Hey, wise man's got to make a living. Um, oh, he says something. What is it? This is gonna bother me. And then he goes, oh no. He says. Um, uh, why did, he says, why didn't I think of that, to get a, getting a shock? And he goes, you did. This is your fantasy. <laughs> this is your fantasy. Uh, and so then they're like, okay, this is it. I've just got to get my shock myself with the microwave. And he's like, wait, it's 1957. The microwave hasn't been invented yet. And then it cuts to him and he just says, whoopsie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, he's like, wait, it's 1957. There is no microwave. Whoopsie. <laughs> Um, like, which, how quickly the microwave became ubiquitous in, like, American culture is kind of crazy when you really think about I it. I mean, it's an amazing appliance. I mean, it is. But, like, by the 90s, the idea of not having a microwave was, like... Mm-hmm. Um, which, I guess, the phone happened faster, but... Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, whoopsie? What kind of a wise man says whoopsie? It's like, what, were you expecting wax on, wax off? Yeah. You have to get that in there. He's yeah. contractually obligated. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, before that, though, we get the tender goodbyes of Shanzi Hunterelli and TL. Tough luck for suckers who don't know any better. Um, Corey and Sean are like, man, I hate to lose a friend like you. And he's like, you won't. I just think we could be friends at any time. Nice. And then he has a moment with Topanga and he's like, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do without you. He's like, hold on to that for 40 years. <laughs> it's a little more scandalous than that. She's like, if you stay, I can make it with you while. <laughs> oh, my. You're mixing all your voices. That was the Eli voice. I am playing my song, man. <laughs> she probably didn't have an accent at that point. Like, if you stay, I can make it worth your while. Just yeah. normal Topanga voice. Yeah, and then he's like, will you hold on to that thought for 40 years? And 
he goes, heck, you're never going to find out. She's never going to find out about this. <laughs> yes, Corey, that's the reason you do those things is because no one can find out. Yep. And he just plants a big one on her. Mm. We've all been waiting for him. But they already kissed like two scenes ago. It's true. But she kissed him. This was him, this kissing, is him her. kissing her. That's fair. Um, the show likes to make a big distinction about that. It's true. And then um, all that stuff happens. The whoopsie happens. And then all the cop cars get to Slim's. And mm-hmm. They've surrounded them and they're like, spy, spy. Spy. For some reason, Amy and Alan come out and are saying spy as well. Yes. Even though they are also spies. But I guess if you're a spy and your teammate gets caught, it's sort of like a an Among Us kind of situation. It's true. It's like, it's, is it to your advantage to kind of rat them out if they've been caught to appear more agreeable? Mm-hmm. Or is it your job to stick by them? I was going to say a werewolf scenario, but yeah. Where like, if everyone's like, oh, I know this person is the werewolf. And you're like, well, I don't want them to think I'm the werewolf. So yeah, they're the werewolf. Mm-hmm. You got to go with it. Even if you're the team. Yeah. So it makes sense. So that's what they're doing. A classic werewolf slash among us scenario. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not a spy. I'm not a spy. I'm not a spy. And they're like, does the whole like 90 sitcom fade out? Uh-huh. Well, he bonks his head. Yeah. As he's going back, like, ah. Oh. And that wakes him up, and he's like, no, I'm not Brad Pitt. I'm not Brad Pitt. And then Morgan's just there, well, no, duh. <laughs> yeah. Morgan's like, well, duh. <laughs> um, and he looks around, and he sees Sean, and he goes, Seanzy? Um, yes, he? <laughs> Sean's like, yes, he. <laughs> Which I think is very funny. He's like, you're always there for me, Sean, aren't you? A. <laughs> <laughs> he does the whole Fonzie thing. He has no idea. Um, and he's like, she's here. I know she's here. Topanga's there yeah. as well. She's like, I brought some more ice. Which, why? Did his parents call, call her Topanga? She just knew. Why is Sean there? That would be weird that either of them were there. <laughs> Honestly. It's, it's like, like, if, it's like if, I mean, I know I have a five-year-old, but if he got hurt, I'm not like, well, let me get his friends on the horn and just make sure that they know. <laughs> Maybe, like, Amy was like, it'll make Corey feel a lot better when he wakes up if Sean and Topanga are here. Maybe Sean was, like, already popping by and he gave Topanga a call or something. Yeah. Topanga, get over here, quick. Corey's Corey's electrocuted himself. (laughs) Oh, he didn't take him to the hospital or anything. Um, And she brings the ice and Corey's fine. He just stares at her and... You're giving me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. He's, like, staring at her and she's like, stop looking at me that way. I'll always look at you this way. Which, consent is important, Corey. Um, but, and she's like, well, you're giving me the heebie-jeebies. I'll always look at you this way as long as you want me to. <laughs> um, and that's it. Yeah, that's all. That's that's all. And uh, I think the most interesting thing about this whole thing is it's like really setting up that Corey and Topanga thing. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, we kind of get some hints of like Corey and Topanga possible future but this one is like being pretty heavy handed like this is gonna be a thing mm-hmm. get ready everyone because every time they've seen each other lately it's just been like oh we broke up or oh we're just friends mm-hmm. but this is like the the first like get back together big thing um so yeah that's it and that's then, it I mean we have the little tag at the end where Corey goes to plug in his computer his mm-hmm. laptop and gets shocked again, but he's like, I'm fine, I'm okay. Like, his parents rush in, and he's like, no, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, everything's fine. And then there's Feeny from space, Captain Feeny. Yeah. 
Feeny from space. Which Corey says, Mr. Feeny, you're in my kitchen in a spacesuit. Not a spacesuit. Definitely not a spacesuit. Don't know what that is. It's sort of like a Star Trek-esque thing. Very. Very esque. esque. (laughs) He's like, I found the Earth alien. Earth alien? Why is it an Earth alien? But then he beams him up? Yeah, he's like, two to beam up. (laughs) And he's like, oh, here we go again. So we assume this is just real. No, it's a dream. No, it's real. The last one was just a dream. No, but this one's real. Because his parents came and checked on him. But that doesn't... It's just a different Corey story. Corey is in dream. space. <laughs> it cannot be canon that Corey is in space. <laughs> the rest of Boy Meets World takes place on a hollow deck. None of it's real. Some some things about that might make sense. Something to keep in mind. Something to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, Corey's like, here it goes again. And then executive producer Mark Jacobs, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we went through that really fast. We did. I mean... The problem with this episode is it's so good. All we can do is do inferior versions of the, all the impressions throughout all of it. It doesn't stir up a lot of conversation. Yeah, we're not like the women. But here's what I really have to say about the Cold War. Yeah, because um, it's the Cold War. <laughs> it's it's a very specific point in the Cold War. Yeah, um, when it was heating up, you could say. Yeah, there's not like a lot of social commentary. There's the women thing. Um, that that's something we can talk about. We can we talk, didn't about talk about how stuff crust pizza nearly enough. Well, I was about to say actually, we could we can talk about how we had stuffed pretzel crust pizza, which I think would blow Corey's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's interesting that we are closer to the 2050s than we are in the 1950s, and we are closer to the 2050s than Corey was to the 1950s in this episode. We're only 30 years away. And are we closer to the 50s? We're not closer to the 50s than we are to Corey at this point yet. No, we're not. Because we're 30 years on one side and we're 25-ish on the other. Yeah. Soon, though. Yep. Depending, dear listener, on when you listen. So you're not going to be able to say the 50s anymore. That's going to be weird. Of course, you're not going to be able to say the 20s anymore after this. I mean, 1990 was just 10 years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. It was 30 years ago. No, it wasn't. It was 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Did we just stop at 2000? No, that's just my perception of time. 1990 was just 10 years ago. <laughs> we've been friends for over 10 years. I guess we've been friends since 1990, huh? <laughs> I guess so. We've been friends since we were two, and now we are 12. Yep. <laughs> Getting playing my Game Boy. Playing my Game Boy. There was a really great Pac-Man game <laughs> released this weekend. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Not yeah. Monster Hunter. Yeah, so this episode doesn't spur up a lot of uh, comment. I mean, basically, we just went through it and been, we're like, this is great, this is great. There's nothing I didn't like in it. Uh, I feel like the first half is really great. The second half just gets kind of weird. Sure. Um, but I don't hate weird. Yeah. I like weird. Um, so, yeah, it's just really hard to do anything with. It's it's not like the Cory Wolf, like, you could rate it really great or really badly, because I don't think it's bad. No. I don't think I look at this and say, what even is this? I mean, it's strange, but it's fun in a way that Corey Wolf wasn't. It gets gets an automatic 8 out of 10 for, I am clearly the Hebcat. That's all all you need to get an 8 out of 10. Yeah. So what did you rate it? Um, Oh. I was like, like really thinking hard. Well, I was I was gonna like debate in my mind when I rated it, and then I remember like wrote it down. I wrote it down. I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, same. Nine out of ten. It's just good. Um, I have two thoughts for MVP. Uh huh. First off is Shanzi because I think he's the best character in the episode. I think Ryan Strong's having a great time. He's really funny. Second character is Corey. I thought you were about to say Eli. <laughs> he is clearly the head cat. But here's the thing. 
There aren't any characters in this episode. It's all Corey's imagination. Uh-huh. So every character is Corey. So every character is kind of Corey. I, I can deal with that. <laughs> I feel like that makes sense. Well, because I would want to give it to Shanzi, but that kind of mitigates the fact that when Sean's like, Yesy, and he's like, you're always there for me, Sean. Hey. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's brilliant. But Sean and Shanzi are not the same person. That's true. So we can't give it to, like, the Seans. Mm-hmm. Topanga's great. Topanga is great. Rot, 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 rot. <laughs> she is great. I like Shanzi just a little bit more, but I like Topanga a lot too. But, mm-hmm. again, I think all of these characters are just manifestations of Corey's imagination. Yeah, I think we should probably give it to Corey. <sighs> yes. Corey, your subconscious is good. Yes. You're a little whiny at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. But you, you pull it together. I am playing my song. Now I'm done. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that character alone, Corey. You get MVP. Mm-hmm. You came up with that. You did that, Corey. I don't have a fun name for it, though. Yeah, all I had was Boy Meets the Cold War. Oh, I like that. I did Boy Meets Brad Pitt or Boy Meets Sputnik. Boy Meets Mr. Pitt, sir. Well. Boy Meets You're Dead, Brad. Ooh, I like that. I think I think the episode of our title is going to be Boys Meet Brad Pitzer. It should be. Um, which, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I just feel like the boys meet... Boy Meets the Cold War. Yeah, that's fine. Boy Meets the Cold War. Yeah. Boy Meets Russian Spy. Boy Meets Boris and Natasha. <laughs> Boy Meets Crazy Hijinks. <laughs> Hilarity ensuing. Hilarity ensuing. Boy Meets the Cold War will be the official Boy Meets World Fever title. Okay, we've done it. We've done it. Somehow we've done it yet again. Uh, yeah. It's a great episode. I'm sorry we don't have more to say about it. Sometimes you just gotta call a great thing great. Yeah, I mean, that is just, that's just what it is. Um, something I do want to address just briefly. I feel like there's been a lot of talk on social media regarding a certain event involving Shrimp Tales and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh. Um... I don't feel like I'm... Everyone's like, well, you got to talk about that. Like, just the friends that we have, not really people anywhere else. But I don't feel like I know enough about it to really speak into it. And also don't care. Yeah, I didn't... The whole the whole tweet that came out is like, the guy who's got a fish last name married Daniel Fischel and then found shrimp tails in a cereal he bought in Topanga Canyon. And his wife played Topanga on Boy Meets World. Um... It was like this whole big thing, and people were like, well, you got to talk about this. And like, it was a fun thing when it happened. It's become a complicated thing, but none of it is really relevant to Boy Meets World. Here's what Mm -hmm. I'll say. I hope Danielle Fischel is very happy in her marriage. I hope that this man is not treating her the way other women have alleged, and I do believe, because I believe women, um, that they have been treated. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just hope that she's really happy, and if this guy has really been this terrible person, that he has learned from his ways. Um, Gotten better, gotten help. And also, I hope that Topanga, Danielle Fischel, comes on the show. Yep, I do too. That's the official the, those are the fever stance. And, you know, people are like, oh, he's a guy who's all about promoting himself on the internet and this happened to him. Like, of course it did. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know his life. Maybe he did find f- f- shrimp tails in his thing. Crunch. I think he was obviously milking it on social media, so he definitely knew to promote himself. But I don't know. I don't know yeah, you. I have no idea. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, people are just like, you need to talk about this. And it's like, 
Do we? Do we? I don't know. So here we are talking about it. Yep. It certainly is interesting and confusing and, and strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we hope Daniel Fischel is happy. That is the official Boy Meets World Fever stance on this whole thing. Um, yeah, we want to say thank you to all of you for listening to our little program that it's we true. put together. Oh, and Believe Women. Yes. Who listen to our program and Believe Women. Yes. May you do both. It's true. Especially the second one. But if you also feel like doing the first one, go for it. Yep. Um, yeah, thank you to Dizzy Parker for our theme song. You can find the full video in the link that's in the description of the episode my brain stopped working for a second um so check that out there and you can from there find all the other stuff that dizzy parker has done some pretty awesome stuff it's true it's true definitely worth checking out um yeah i i don't think we've got any major listener mail if we do we'll grab it next week yeah so be sure though to get us some Mm -hmm. so tweet at us at bgworldfever at Mm gmail.com no that's wrong that is correct, but that's not where you tweet us because you don't do that at email. Gmail. Again, at BG World Fever is the Twitter, and at BG World Fever is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Cameron is uh, killing it on the Instagrams. Um, crushing it. Crushing it. So please um, follow us on there. Yeah. I'm just doing a lot, and I just want it to be appreciated. You you deserve it. You deserve it. Um, but that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When this boy meets world.